It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from seats all the way in the back of the Richmond Tacky Christmas Light Tour bus. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now, let's close our eyes and listen to another hilarious Duke of Pipso podcast episode, rather than participate in celebrating one of the lamest holiday traditions in all of America. Matt, that house is Santa falling off the roof. Yeah, into the arms of skeletons. It's so yeah, they, cool and crazy. It's, it's a Christmas tradition. It's tacky, but, you know, that's what's cool about it. You know? That's, you what, know, made like, Rich, that's what made Richmond famous. You know, it's like, you're so lame, you're actually cool, you know? Like, you know, you I know am? what I mean. No, like one is. Well, you, or one. Yeah. You know, the royal you. So, anyway. All right, well, sorry, I'm, I've, I, uh, I've just chugged my third seltzer. I'm just really dehydrated for some reason, so I think maybe the... The bubbles are kind of getting to me. It sounds like it. Oh, hold on, Matt. Eric the cat, hold on. Oh. Matt, what's going on, dude? Hey, hey. What's hey, going on? Hey, hey, hey. Martin, what's on, I, man? I, I love you, man. Love you too, Eric. Matt, Matt. <sighs> what's I up? Real, I feel real bad, dude. I I owe you an apology, man. I What? Been telling everybody that I've been... Trying to call you and you call me back, never call me back, but I never called you. Okay. Why so why are you telling everyone that? Shut up, man. What? Shut up. I'm trying to apologize. Well, I it's I'm I know and I'm Shut I'm, up. Do you, you know you've ever What now you're all angry when I'm trying to apologize? this is why I don't apologize to you. Look, if you're gonna apologize, then the person has to accept it, okay? You can't just, you know, I'm trying to participate in this with you. Whoa. Getting all defensive, dude. I came in here totally fine, and now we're... Just shut up! No, you shut up. Get in out of here. Well, See you later, oh. Eric. Uh, <laughs> love you, Marty. Uh-oh. What happened? He just fell into the lake, and there's ice on part of it. Oh, God. He's okay. He's okay. What if he, when he falls in, he goes under the ice and can't find his way out? He's fine. He's fine. I see him getting out. He has a fish in his mouth. Well, That's fun. That's cute. Nice. Good to see ya. Matt, I All don't right. think you, you handled that real well. Look, I then next time prepare me, okay? I didn't know that was going to happen. You know? Okay, well. I mean, I do the best I can. Okay. You know? Okay. And sometimes okay. that's all all I can do. Actually, that's all all I can only ever do is my best. You know. So, you know, try reading a self help book once in a while, and maybe you wouldn't be so judgmental. That's too late. I've read the book. Being your judgmental self. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, once again, I stand corrected by the world's smartest, most intelligent. Uh, genius person that looks like Brent Midland. 
You're welcome. So, Matt, as you may recall, last week we had a little news story about Archie's yeah. Tavern and their their missing beer sign. Right, right. And we decided that we were going to find out the real story behind that. Yes. Yes. I know. I found out the real story behind it. Oh, well, I, I did too, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah. So let me let me go first. Okay. As you may know, Birmingham, England, is the sister city of Chicago. Right. And our story begins at the Old Crown Tavern in Birmingham, England. Okay. What is generally regarded as the oldest tavern in Birmingham, dating back to the 14th century. Yeah. Over its history, it's been used as a wayhouse for travelers, a place for locals to gather meals, a warming house, a place for the community to come together. And recently, they, because they are a sister city of Chicago, have reached out to America to sort of extend cultural exchanges between England and the States. And that brings us to a local tavern owner. You might think his name is Archie, but it's not. It's his son, D'Artagnan. He now runs Archie's Tavern, and as an exchange of goodwill, he actually sent the beer sign to the Old Crown Tavern as a gift. In exchange, the Old Crown Tavern sent... 19th century light bulbs handmade from England for the same beer sign. So much to their surprise, Archie's got the light bulbs, the old Crown Tavern got the beer sign, but neither could work without the other. Oh, wow. Then COVID hit, and it was much harder to ship things across the ocean so the sign could not be returned, which brings us now to City Hall and a very bitter bureaucrat who hates England. Okay. He's, I'm not going to use his full name. We'll just call him Matt for short. Okay. Anyway, D'Artagnan, the owner of Archie's Pub, currently appealed to the city of Chicago to help get the beer sign back. And Matt, of course, refused. He naturally is a Francophile. And I hate to admit it, but I found out he planted that story in Block Club Chicago. What? Yeah, Archie's did not need a city permit to have the sign they were grandfathered in. But Matt was too afraid he'd be exposed as a basically a traitor against his own country. So fabricated this big story. And if it wasn't for me and D'Artagnan, the world would forever think that the city is to blame. Wow. And now, Matt, you know the rest of the story. Wow. That's like, uh, I like that story. It's like a Christmas story, like the gift of the Magi, you know, like. I'm not sure that, is that a real story? We sent our beer sign to them and they sent us bulbs for our beer sign and now never the two shall meet 
How does it have to do with the three wise men? It's just, you know, I can't... Look. Look. This... If we're going to keep recording, you can't... You've got to at least go along with something I say, okay? You can't keep trying to always make yourself look good at my expense. Okay. You're right. Okay, let's keep going. Okay. All right. I apologize. Well, that's interesting. Okay, no, you don't, but... Uh, I'll get so you a one really thing... nice statue of Balthazar. Okay. All right. Is that... He's okay. one of the magi. someone you went to college with, presumably. He's from yeah, he's from Mississippi. Okay, um, you, you'll like now, him. I'm sure I will. Um, I actually that's funny because you know my story isn't it's actually not at all the same as yours except it has a vaguely British sounding person in it. So this is I did some. You know, made some calls, and this this is from uh, this came through the Illinois Circuit Court of Cook County. Comes now, plaintiff C. Gravy Fauntleroy Green the third, and complains of defendant Archie's Iowa Rockwell Tavern, and pray the court grant him judgment, and for cause of action would show the following. Archie's Iowa Rockwell Tavern's Ham's Beer sign is in violation of Plaintiff Green's constitutional right to a bourgeois field of vision. Plaintiff Green has suffered numerous panic attacks and depressive episodes inside his Humboldt Park McMansion property due to being able to see the sign and be reminded of blue-collar people within his midst. The sign is lit at night, so he is not able to sleep due to thinking of his neighbors in their badly fitting work clothes and cheaply made shoes. He has sued unsuccessfully so far to have Jimne Pivo and Cerveza Fria removed from old style signs located throughout the neighborhood as well. So this certainly seems to me like a frivolous lawsuit, except that the sign came down. So, you know, I guess this is the this this is the Chicago that Rahm Emanuel wanted. Did you know that Archie's Tavern has Chicago liquor license number one seven seven? That's a pretty low number. They've been serving under that same license since nineteen forty three. Polka legend Lil Wally and his band performed in the tavern in the 1950s. And in 1991, Chicago's iconic country band, The Sundowners, played a gig at the bar for Oni Archie Baraka's 60th birthday. Now, let me ask you a question. I've been hearing a lot about the Constitution and how we can just eliminate it now. Yeah, yeah. Would this maybe help in the court case to get the sign put back up? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know there was a constitutional right to a bourgeois field of vision. You know, if that's the case, then maybe we do need to just trash the Constitution. But, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no legal eagle, but it seems to me it'd be a lot easier if we just had no Constitution. And a lot of people are talking about it. Well, who is this C. Gravy Fauntleroy Green the Third? 
What does the C stand for? Cream? Creme? Maybe. May I was thinking of a different C word, but I think you're probably right. He sounds like some sort of, you know, disavowed French aristocrat. He sounds like somebody from Cleveland or, or uh, you know, Shaker Gross Point can, or something. You can smell it. Just some, some uh, B-list Midwestern rich kid, you know. Uh, so in other words, if, if he were to disappear... A-list, you're from Lake Forest or Hinsdale. Yes, obviously. So, right. Yeah, I mean, Gross Point, they had that movie that wasn't it, really that popular. It's gross. I mean, it says gross in the name. What else do you need to... I mean, come on. Remember, when you point at someone else, you have 12 fingers pointing back at you. Well, this Chris, you know, I'm feeling this Christmas vibe. Um, yes, I, I think we should. I think we should move on to our stocking stuffers. I did. I did pick out a few for you. Oh, um, I picked out a few for you as well. Okay, how many did you pick? Choose. No pick, I guess. Um, I have five. Okay, I I have three. So. Oh, okay. Well, you know, no problem. Pick I the, can pick the funny ones. I'm picking the ones that I think that you would like the best. Oh, well, okay. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. So, oh, this is I like this. All right. Well, so this one this one is so by the way, I got you a big stocking, okay? Okay. And you can use it, you know, later for something else if you want. Um, but I the things I'm putting in there, they're big, but they fit in a stocking, so they're stocking stuffers. So this first one is by this is the Norelco heavy duty beard trimmer with nose hair grinder. So heard of I've, that? I've noticed that you, when you grow a beard, like you just you start from a shaved face, you don't shave at all, not touch even one hair on your face for as long as it takes. For you to just get sick of having a beard, or someone be like, just shave that thing. Then you shave it off. And then when you shave, you you miss some areas. So you'd be like perfectly cleanly shaven, but then you'll have like like a giant patch of like three, like eight foot long hairs sticking out of one part of your cheek. And then like a like a thick thing of nose hair sticking out but that's also trimmed along the bottom and i just feel like whatever you're using you know isn't working so, so this that's norelco is yeah real good yeah it's the best now it runs it runs on a two 220 volt outlet okay so regular is 110 so 220 is like what you plug your uh, dryer into, you know, if I had a, if I had like a plug for a Tesla, like an electric car, could I just plug yeah. it into that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one in my bathroom. Okay. So, well, so perfect. perfect. Yeah. Well, okay. let me, let me start you off with mine. I got you just a regular size stocking cause I didn't want to be ostentatious. Okay. 
You know, it's not funny. It's fitting, fitting with your Protestant background. Thank you. It's not like a funny celebration. It's a gift. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. So I got to do something practical, but also fun. Okay. It's a Lego C-3PO flashlight. Oh, Lego, and, you said? Yeah, so it's a C-3PO figurine in Lego, and it has a little thing you can attach it to your keys, but it's also a flashlight. Okay. Now, let me tell you why I got this. So, imagine, first of all, C-3PO from Star Wars. He's famous. Mm -hmm. Imagine we were going to do, like, a a knockoff of Star Wars. Okay. Where you have, like, a C-3PO character. He is, like, British and, like, overtly hates everything, but he's not funny, and people don't really like him that much. That's you. Okay. So that's why I got you the C-3PO part and the flashlight. You can use it at night. Yeah. Yeah, so it's and practical it, and it, just, it reminds me of you. Yeah, and it just, it's sort of like a, it's kind of like, you know, my kind of, my con, my annoying condescending glare just shining, you know, on everything. Like, remember when C-3PO got turned into the Sith C-3PO? And yes. Was bad? <laughs> That's sort of like you. Okay. Like okay. you have really red eyes. Uh-huh. And you can read languages that no one can speak out loud, only you can. Hearing you say that just makes makes that seem so much funnier than it was when it happened. Wow. That was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way about me. And I'm glad that you found such a perfect representation of your feelings about me. And it wasn't very expensive, so win-win. Well, the next gift I have for you is these are the uh, uh, golfing and stair-descending braces. Now, these fit comfortably underneath your trousers. And they also come in a variety of shades of of uh, colors. So you can choose, you know, like yours would be brown leg hair or something like that. And um, milk white, you know, mixture of colors. Good. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, so they would sort of be camouflaged. Not that you're trying to hide anything. But... Um, Anyway, so they allow you to golf and walk downstairs without breaking any bones. Oh, sounds great. Yeah. Don't you, I thought so. Um, I just, can, I, can you use them underwater? I mean, you can do whatever you want. Why are you asking me? I'm not, I don't give you permission to do... Well, I mean, if I use them underwater, would they become structurally unsound? Could they uh, rust? I mean, they're not made of paper. They're braces. You know, I don't know. You Can I wear them in the shower? Anywhere you think you're going to fall down or get hurt, golfing or walking downstairs or the shower, whatever. What if I'm in you know? a hot tub because they have chemicals in there? Could that cause a reaction where I get a rash or something? Are you going to get hurt in the hot tub? It's possible. All right. Well, okay. Well, I so 
since I know how litigious you are, I'm not, and I don't want you to sue me. Thank I'm you not for saying that. I, I'm not going to. I've started straightening my hair. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that you can do those things. I will tell you that, you know, you're the. It's up to you to take the proper precautions. I'm gonna, you know, go back to the drawing board and see if I can find some stuff that you can use, you know, in all these other places. But for the moment, anyway, you know, thanks for taking all the excitement out of this. But anyway. If I'm going to put them on myself, which no guaranteed, I might have to have someone do that for me. Is there a YouTube video that shows how to put them on? Yes. Are they labeled left and right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you... Well, that seems put, sort of obvious. You put the one that fits on your leg. If you don't... Are your legs both left leg? I mean, Maybe. they fit I on don't the... Know. They f- no, you do know. They fit what? on the leg that, you know, they don't... It's like, do, do the shoes say left or right? No, they don't. Okay, come well, on. If I write it in Sharpie, inside it does. Okay. All right. I have the feeling now that you're not really appreciative of this gift, so let's just move on. Okay, no problem. You're going to love my second gift... It's a classic Christmas gift of all time. And believe it or not, only the best boys and girls get this in their stocking. Okay. Oranges. Okay. You're in cold Virginia. There's no place to get oranges. It's a delicacy. I got you oranges. Are they the weird British oranges with like cloves and a... And ribbons tied to them and stuff? Yes, and they're pickled. Oh. Because otherwise they'd go bad. Right. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, I. That's awesome. You know, we don't have oranges here. I know. Well, they're exotic. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, my last one here for you is, uh, this is Ahoy... The robot pontoon captain. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, he or she, you, you can change the settings, uh, can be the pontoon captain um, when you go out on your nightly pontoon rides and you go all over the lake picking everybody up and then it gets dark out and then you make me drive home because you can't see at night and then I'm stuck at your house. And I can't get back to my house, to where I live in the summer. And then you're just like, well, I'm just going to sleep. So, okay, see you later. So here's Ahoy, the robot pontoon captain. And you just you charge him up. He's all, I charged him already. And uh, let me just turn him on here. Hello, Martin. Ahoy. Where would you like to go this evening? Uh, let's just drive around the lake. Don't get too crazy. And we have to make four stops. Which stops are we making, Captain? Well, I'm waiting on people to text me. I'll let you know. Very good. The prop has not been damaged. Uh, Matt, I'm 
This sounds like a great present, but I'm a little concerned. Why? What if he makes off-color remarks in front of my guests? Well, then you just turn him off. But then who's going to drive? Do you see well, the problem? Then you call me. Okay. But how are you going to get to the middle of the lake? <laughs> just, it, I'll make it work, okay? Just don't worry about it. Okay, and I, you know, like I had Brian Booz drive my boat one time, and that didn't right, and work out very well. He purposely crashed it. I know. And would not stop crashing it as you were like, you're crashing my boat. And he just sat there and kept going. Yes. All right. Okay, well, let's keep, let's keep it moving. Okay. You're going to love this next one, big time. So I know you're a big fitness guy, and you're not getting any younger. I got you a Bowflex. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Sorry. I was so excited. You can get shredded now. What in the heck is a Bowflex? It has something to do with a bow, and you work out on it, and you get shredded. Okay. It has, like, like bands, and it's black. And you don't do wear a shirt, and you have no chest hair, and you're, like, totally jacked. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So, those are, those. that's sort of the opposite of me now. Just wait till you I get the Bowflex. Pretty much always wear a shirt, and I have chest hair. Not anymore. And I'm not, not shredded. Not when you start pumping that bow. Okay. Whoa. That sounds exciting. It. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, Martin, you could document I, it on social I, media. I really appreciate this. Um, this, this is now. I'm really excited about Christmas. Um, I think you know we're going to move on here. We're going to just okay. go. We're going to go right to Haraz and Hazaz. Oh, perfect. Um, and uh, I'm going to you know go ahead and turn it over to you. Okay. Since you have the hurrah. My hurrah this week goes to Matt. Okay. Um, many of you may not know this, but Matt and I have a exceptionally long document where we do our show planning, brainstorming, just sort of a you know a place for our thoughts and sort of plan out the next eighty to four hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. Matt takes it extremely seriously. Okay. And we all have our own roles. He wouldn't dare, for example, get into my bits or make like weird comments that I'm supposed to say in the script because he respects our work. And most importantly, he respects diversity. Okay. So he would never call out a group of people or make me look like I didn't like certain groups because of their religious beliefs. Even if you're a Quaker, you're all right. Sure. You know, you make that oatmeal. It's cool. Right. You invented earthquakes. That's a little weird, but it's okay. It's all parts of, part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. And even though I know Matt, I can't understand what he's doing most of the time. It's got to be part of God's plan. So, hurrah to you, Matt. Thank you. And... So my huzzah this week, you know, I think you'll you'll be happy to hear where this one is going. It's also partially in tribute to you, but 
So my huzzah is to timeouts, okay? And what I mean by that is not, you know, in the sporting event. I mean timeouts that you give to children, okay? When you say, all right, timeout, timeout. You're going into timeout, okay? So, of course, this was not a thing when I was a kid. There was that even if there was, no one in my family would ever have used this. But the idea is that you're just say, okay, timeout. Okay, your behavior is getting out of control. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to just stop what we're doing. We're going to give you a chance to just work through your emotions, process this, okay? It wasn't intended to be, you're going into timeout. Timeout. It's, now you're in timeout. Oh, no, timeout. Uh. Like, it just is another way for people to punish kids and think that they're being, like, you know, on some higher plane of, you know, uh, psychology. Well, wouldn't you know that one of the most egregious timeout givers of all the people I know in my life was Martin? Lily told, or Lorbo, mm -hmm. Martin's daughter, told me that when she used to be put in timeout by Martin, he would make he would make her go into the bathroom and then if she was really bad and she wouldn't she wouldn't stop like crying or being upset he would say he was going to go outside and go across the street to where there's these public gardens and get bugs out of the gardens and take them up to the apartment and put them in the bathroom with her can you believe it now Can let me run let me run a scenario by you. Let's say somebody is drowning and you throw them a life jacket. Are you gonna get mad that you used a life jacket? No. Case closed. Okay. Uh it was effective. Okay. Yeah. That's what matters. Results. Well, hearing Lily say just tell me that story was just so funny. She she said it with just this kind of resigned, kind of, you know, wor like world-weary tone, like, yeah, you know, yeah. He'd, he'd say he was going to get bugs from the garden, <laughs> and then he'd put the bugs into the bathroom with me. Man, boy, he was crazy. Yep, you were, Martin, and you are. So, um, just real but, quick, somebody else who probably knew a lot about, knows a lot about, uh, you know, adolescent kid psychology, probably against timeouts, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Is that the kind of example we want? No. Okay. okay. No. Fair. Fair enough. Well, not fair, but good point. Thank you. Thank um, you. Okay. Well, Martin, we've done it again, I believe. Best one ever. I, uh, I don't want to say we're reinventing the podcast because now it's more than that. We're reinventing entertainment for the 2020s. So come back next week. We'll be here. And uh, 33 will be back. Uh, it'll be coming down to the end of season six so that you know there'll be some more surprises in store.